Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among all whom God favors. Amen. I wonder if you have a favorite movie that you like to watch at Christmas time. Growing up in England as a child, there were only four channels to choose from, which today seems like an impossible hardship, but it is true. As a consequence of our deprived English childhoods, it tended to happen that certain movies were repeated every so often. The Wizard of Oz was a staple, as was at least one of the Star Wars movies, and at one place or another, E.T., had to make it onto the docket. My personal favorite, however, was Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Now, if you're one of the younger people sitting here today and have never heard of, let alone seen this 1980s classic, then you have special dispensation from your rector to go home and see it this Christmas. In a loose kind of way, we can call it an extended unit from Sunday school. There are two memories I have of watching that movie that particularly come to mind. The first is the beginning of the film. It starts with a chase in the jungle with Indiana Jones trying to get his hands on what looks to be an ancient and precious golden figurine. I can remember the sense of wonder and adventure into the unknown that spoke to me as a young boy as I watched the action unfold, promising to me a wide and magnificent world that one day I will be old enough to see for myself. The other memory is of the Ark of the Covenant, that mystical and potent symbol of the glory of God being stacked away, put in a box, out of sight, consigned to history and myth. Is that not exactly how the world around us is becoming inclined to see the stories of our strange and ancient God, that they might best be kept safely to one side, brought out of our shared memory in places like this now and again at Christmas and at Easter, but beyond that, seemingly no longer of use for a world come of age. After all, in the era of Alexa and Google Home, who needs the church anymore to answer their questions? With virtual reality goggles over our eyes and smartphones capable of processing in the palm of your hand what it took a computer the size of a room to do a generation or so ago, there would appear to be no limit to where our imaginations can take us merely with a request to Siri or the simple swipe of our fingers. So what do we do with this Christmas story? If it is indeed just myth, if God is not real and we are better off on our own in this universe, then you and I should stop meeting like this. For if this is just a story, then there is nothing truly to see here other than some 
spectacularly well-dressed Atlantans out on a Monday afternoon, behaving as their mothers would have wanted them to in church. What though if the point of all of this song and story and celebration is not whether or not it meets our standards of proof, but has some other purpose? What if our query should not be, is this fact, but is this truth? For the question you and I might find most helpful to ask this Christmas Eve is not how much of this story of Jesus' birth we are willing to say might be accurate. Shepherds in fields, but not virgin births. God in the life of a child, but not angels in the night sky. The question that might actually do something for us is this. How much might you be willing, through this Christmas story, to let God's truth speak into your life? On the face of it, it seems absurd to say that God might be contained in one human life, born in a stable among animals, unknown to all but a few of the vast cosmos that this same God has created. Yet beyond our need for such things to make sense, we can also say that this story is entirely true. If its truth comes to us not as something we might prove, but as a story we might learn to live into. That is why we tell this story at Christmas time, because through the story we have an opening to enter into something greater than we can grasp. We tell the story because story inclines us to mystery. And it is in the mystery that we will discover our own truth as we wander at God, revealing God's self in Jesus Christ, this babe in a manger. So, in a way, the adventuring spirit of Indiana Jones is fitting. If we are to live a life that steps into the mystery of God, for such a faith requires us to go as the shepherds did and linger long enough to see the wonder of the divine life made manifest in all whom God incarnates. Such a faith asks us to learn to sing the songs of the angels as we discover the power of grace to heal us of our need to be right and be righteous and open a way for us to be known by others for who we really are. Such a faith inspires us to live boldly into the time to come, discovering God's gaze meeting our own, trusting that we are already enough to be loved and accepted as God's own unique creation. You and I are made for wonder we are made to trace the heavens with our fingers across the night sky and then ask if there is more than the eye alone can see. Receive this Christmas story as it is intended to be given, as a gift of love. Enter into its mystery as the shepherds entered that stable scene long, long ago.
and see for yourself the delight of the world has come, born among us for you.